Hello, and welcome to the Holistic Money Podcast. I'm your host, certified financial planner and money mindset coach, Whitney Morrison. Over the past seven years, I've taken myself from credit card debt and no savings to a seven-figure net worth. I did this without a budget or a restrictive money plan, but instead, smart, sustainable wealth-building strategies combined with changing my relationship with money. In this podcast, you'll learn the ins and outs of my no-budget philosophy, practical wealth-building strategies, and key mindset shifts to make it happen. There is no shortage of information out there to tell you what to do with money, but teaching you how to think and feel about money, that's my secret sauce. If you've been waiting for a podcast that gives you actionable strategies to not only build wealth, but also feel really good while you're doing it, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Holistic Money Podcast. I am so excited for today's episode because I'm going to be sharing with you five key habits for wealth building. The way that I came up with these habits is I looked at myself. Y'all know that I am my biggest student. I really study the shift that occurred for me in my financial life that took me from being in debt eight years ago, about $40,000 of debt, to a seven-figure net worth. Because the truth is, my life dramatically changed over the past eight years. I've told y'all the financial ways that my life has changed, but the truth is, I went through a huge life transformation and it impacted all areas of my life, including my finances. So I like to study myself. I like to see, okay, what's really happened for me? What have I started doing with my money that I didn't do previously? How have I started to relate to my money in ways that I wasn't previously? And I want to share this with you all because y'all know I did not grow up with a family that had a great relationship with money. I grew up in a family of addicts. My brother was an addict. My dad was an addict. My mom, poor thing, was just trying to clean up the mess of everyone around her. And when you grow up in that kind of environment, you're not primed or conditioned for wealth building. You're not primed and conditioned for financial success. My dad was an alcoholic and a gambling addict, which affected our finances as a family significantly. So I really had to learn as an adult how to change my mindset and how to change the way that I showed up for myself in my life. And so I'm really excited about this episode because everything that I list in here is absolutely something that you all can do. How do I know? Because I did it myself. And if I did it, I genuinely believe each of you can do these things too. So I'm going to go through these five key habits to start to work on for wealth building. And I promise you, if you put these habits into action in your life, wealth building, financial freedom is inevitable. So let's get started. Hack number one, and arguably one of the most important hacks that I'm going to list, although I may say that as it relates to every single hack because I just think they're all so important. But number one is to change your environment. It is so important if you are spending your time with people you often find are complaining about money. Either they don't have enough money or their boss really sucks and they just never get paid enough. And they're always abdicating the responsibility of their finances to circumstances outside of themselves. You just hear them victimizing themselves with money over and over again. And that's a key indication that you are not around people who have a strong wealth building 
mindset. If you are spending time with people who are constantly spending a lot of money, who don't seem to have any real limit or awareness around how they spend money and what they're spending money on, then you may be spending your time with people who are not on a wealth building trajectory. It's really fascinating to look at people who are actually wealthy versus people who seem wealthy. Because one of the things that I want all of you to know, I learned this the hard way. Wealth is invisible. Wealth is numbers in your bank accounts. It is things that you do not see. It is 401k balances. It is IRA balances. It is not fancy cars. It is not luxury vacations. It is not a huge home, right? All of those things may appear to be wealth, but wealth actually is invisible. So that friend or that person that seems to be conscious of their money, they may not actually be the broke ones. And we often think to ourselves, gosh, if they're conscious with how they spend their money or they say no to some things and they must not be doing well, or if they drive that old Prius on the highway, then gosh, they must be struggling financially. But I want you all to break that association, break that mindset because that is a product of living in a capitalistic society here in America where we are shown that success and wealth looks like designer luxury bags, nice homes, nice dinners out. But the issue is all of those things are actually the antithesis of wealth building. It's not to say that when you have money, those aren't the things that you are afforded to experience. That is true. But I have seen as a financial planner, who's worked on the back end of several people's financial lives. I have seen so many people that appear to be wealthy who are up to their noses in debt. So it is so important that you find a community. You find people who are living the life that you actually want to live, who are conscious with their money, who you know are taking the steps forward to make their financial lives a priority. Y'all, when I when I started work as a financial advisor, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I was 19 years old. I was working at a golf course at the time. It was 2008 and it was very difficult to find a job. So I was just asking all of these men that I had met at this golf course if any of them were hiring. And one of the men that I met, he told me, hey, look, I work at Wells Fargo Advisors, which was my first job, and we're looking for someone to work our front desk to help us with our financial advisors, help them do clerical duties. And that was my first job. And y'all, when I stepped into that office, I had no freaking idea what an IRA was. It was like they were speaking Arabic to me. I had no idea what retirement was. I didn't understand retirement accounts. I didn't understand brokerage accounts. I did not understand money at all. But I am so thankful for that job. I'm thankful for that job because I surrounded myself every single day in my early to mid 20s with people who were good with money, who talked about money, who thought about money. My first boss, Frank Netherton, everyone needs a Frank Netherton in your life. If you don't have a Frank Netherton, I will be your Frank Netherton. Frank Netherton was my first boss and he took me under his wing. He taught me about money. He taught me about wealth building. He taught me about being generous, but being conscious. He taught me about how to protect your money. And I am so grateful for that man. It took years for me to really understand lessons that he was teaching me. But what I did learn from him is a mindset with money that I did not learn from my family, that I did not learn from my own father, that I did not learn from my own mother. And it took repeated exposure. It took 
spending time with him and starting to spend time with people who were on the same path as me. And the same goes for you. It is so incredibly important that you spend time with people who are on the same path that you want to be on in your life because it will shape your mindset. If you're not spending time with these kinds of people, then when you first start to enter into this kind of community or this kind of thinking with a group of people that you don't know well, you may feel weird. You may feel out of place. And that is okay. I know that I did. I felt like a alien. Actually, I didn't feel like an alien. I felt like a poor white trash girl for a very very long time working in this brokerage firm because I didn't understand money. All I knew was that I wanted to spend it and I hoped I had enough of it to pay my rent. That was all I knew. But I just remember showing up every day and learning something new every day and listening and feeling that awkwardness and feeling that discomfort so that I could get to the other side. And that is what you're going to have to do too. And here's what I'll tell you. If you don't have that community, then I have a community for you. The Holistic Money Program is this for so many people, and it could be this for you too. This is a key component of wealth building. And if you're looking for this community, if you're looking for this mindset, if you're looking for this repeated exposure to wealth, then my program is one of the best places that you can do it. Okay, let's move on to number two. Key wealth building habit number two is to stop thinking day to day and start thinking bigger. So I know for me, one of the biggest shifts that I had to go through was I had to stop thinking about, could I pay my rent that month? Or could I go out to eat that month? Everything that I thought about was, what can I do tomorrow? And it was always me living on this day-to-day, paycheck-to-paycheck cycle and mentality. And I noticed that this was a condition of the environment that I grew up in because it was very much the kinds of conversations that I would hear my family kind of talk about money. And so I really had to stop thinking in day-to-day parameters and I had to take a step back and I had to say, okay, wait a minute. I'm going to have to zoom out and stop making decisions on what I think I can do this week or next week or even this month. And I'm going to have to start thinking about what I really want from my life, what I really want for my money. Because if I wasn't thinking in that way about my life and my money, then inevitably what happened is I would just make what I consider to be the next best decision in the moment without any real information, any real strategy or any real reflection on what am I actually doing and what direction am I actually driving the car that I'm sitting in? And when I'm talking about a car, I just mean my life, right? What direction am I actually going? Because I'm just thinking about that next stoplight. I'm just thinking about that next stop sign instead of actually thinking about that final destination, me trying to get to California or New York or Nevada, wherever it is that I'm going. I wasn't thinking about that. And you're going to have to do the same thing, too. You're going to have to stop thinking about your money and your life in this day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month mentality. You're going to have to start thinking more from the perspective of, what do I actually want? Because that is what's going to compel you to actually make the shifts and the changes in your life to actually get what you want. Because if you just sit here trying to make good financial decisions, based on what you think you should be doing. Okay, I need to be saving. I need to be investing. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Simply because you hear it and you think it's what you should be doing, it's driven by shame and regret and not enoughness, then those are not super compelling reasons to actually do the things that you say you want to do. You have to come up with better reasons. You have to come up with a stronger vision. You have to say yes to something 
that you really actually want. And in order to say yes to something that you really actually want, you have to step back and really ask yourself, what is that? And how do I get there? How do I create this? And that will be what compels you. Hack number three is to stop mindless spending. So I want to start by telling you a story of one of my clients. I have been working with her for the past three months, and we've been working on her money plan. And she has had an incredible amount of resistance to this money plan. And the reason why is because she does not want to change her lifestyle. She tells me this story often about how she's almost 40 years old. She doesn't want to have to say no to travel when she wants to travel. She doesn't want to have to say no to the things that she really wants to do, like getting her nails done or getting her hair dyed or buying the makeup that she really wants or the skincare that she really wants. She does not like this idea that she is almost 40 and she may have to say no to these things that she really wants. So whenever it comes to creating a money plan for her, she gets highly anxious and she gets afraid and she starts to drop into this fear and scarcity mindset with money, like having this money plan is actually gonna make me miserable. It's gonna make me less happy than what I am now. However, she spends a lot of her time ruminating in fear and scarcity with money because she's always operating right on the edge. So she sees that the product of her relationship with money and the product of this mindset is not getting her to where she wants to go, but she's so incredibly afraid to shift and change her lifestyle. And what I really had to help her see is that being good with your money and put, setting up this money plan for her did not mean that she wasn't going to be able to take the trips that she really wanted to take, or she wasn't going to be able to get her nails done, or she wasn't going to be able to get her hair done. It didn't mean any of that. What it did mean is that she had the opportunity to put anything she wanted in her money plan. However, she could not put everything in her money plan. The first step that I really walked her through was looking at the ways that she's currently using money that she actually doesn't want to or that isn't that meaningful to her. And we had to open up her bank accounts. We had to go through and we had to look at her purchases for her to say, yeah, I could have gone without that. Yeah, I could have gone without that. Yeah, that really wasn't that important to me. Yeah, I guess I really didn't need to get that coffee every single morning at the coffee shop. I probably just could have made my coffee at home, which was just one example of what she could have done to spend her money more intentionally. And we ended up finding about $800 of mindless spending, which was fascinating because she didn't see it initially. All she saw was being good with money meant she didn't get to do the things that she wanted. What I was trying to help her see is being good with your money means you get to do the things that you really want to do. And then the other things that are less important, you just don't use your money on those things anymore. And it was a huge wake-up call for her. Now what she does is in the moment where she has a desire, an impulse to spend money in the moment on something that isn't that important to her, she pays herself. She just moves that money directly into her savings account. So she's learning to rewire her pleasure center. Instead of getting that pleasure from spending the money on the thing, she's getting the pleasure from moving the money from her spending account to her savings account. And she's watching her savings account balance grow, which is helping her develop a relationship to having money, which is something she has never had before. She's just never had a relationship with having money because every dollar that comes in, she has an immediate desire and an immediate need to spend it. Some of you can maybe relate to this, where it's like right when it comes in, because you believe that it is not going to be there for very long, 
and your money's about to run out. So you need to make sure you get everything you want in that moment because it's about to be all gone anyways. So you got to make sure, hey, I got to get everything that I want and need before it all disappears. So you just spend every dollar that comes in. So she's learning how to have a relationship with having money. And this is new for her. And I just loved this experience of working with her. I loved watching her facial expressions change. I love watching this light bulb go off in her head where all of a sudden she started to realize, oh, I can still spend my money and have a good life. I just need to be more intentional with how I use my money, and so do you. This is a habit to be aware of how you're spending your money and if it's in line with what you actually want. Key habit number four is to set up your money map. Y'all know if you have been following me for any amount of time, I am a huge fan of the money mapping system that I use with my clients and that I teach in the Holistic Money Program. And I'm gonna tell you again in this point why I'm such a fan of this because I believe that this money system and my money map is one of the, here I go again, arguably one of the most important habits that I have created over the past eight years that have kept me on track on my financial freedom journey. And the reason why is because there's no escaping my money map. The system that I have set up for my money is not living in a budgeting app or in a spreadsheet or somewhere divorced from my actual bank accounts. My bank accounts, the way that they're set up and the way that the money is automatically deposited into these accounts is a direct reflection of my money map. So it's not like it's something that I can really quickly and easily forget about or just stop tracking or not keep up with because of the way that I've designed the system and the way that it automatically is working in my life even when I'm not. And I'm so thankful for that because I'm reminded every time that I open my bank accounts, I see my targeted savings accounts. I see my habit spending account, my bills account. I see all my rental property accounts and everything is structured and organized according to my goals. And the reason why this is so important for me is because it keeps me on track. And I think this is why money mapping is so special and it's so effective is because it is not something that lives outside of your actual financial design, the accounts that you look at every single day, and it is automated. Your accounts are automatically filled with the amount of money that you want to go in there, and you always make that decision from your higher self. You always make that decision not from that day-to-day -day mindset like I talked about in hack number two, but you make that decision from that big picture mindset, the mindset that really looks at, hey, where do I want to go in my life and what do I actually want to create? That's the mindset in which you make the decision for your money map. And so your accounts are automatically filled from a reflection of your goals and your dreams and your higher self. And I love that it automatically happens without me having to do anything about it. And my dreams are just constantly on track because of the system that I set up. If you haven't started your money map, y'all, what are you waiting for? You can do this in my free money map training. I have an hour training that goes over the basics of money mapping. Or if you want help, if you want that step-by-step -step guided support plus me looking at your money map, helping you make sure it's on track for what you actually want, then you need to get in the holistic money program. The fifth and final key habit that I have integrated into my life, and really not just my life, but my husband's life as well, is quarterly money dates. Y'all, I love money dates. I love money dates because they are a consistent connection with my money that keeps me on track to my goals. And the way that I structure these money dates, because they're every quarter, it's a manageable chunk of time for me to wrap my head around where I want my money to go and what I want to focus on over the next three months 
so that I'm consistently, like I said, driving that car in the direction that I really want to go. Because sometimes when you're driving that route to California, there may be a new highway that was created that can get you there faster. Or there may be a route that you want to take because you really want to stop by that Bucky's on the way there and pick up some of your favorite goodies. And the reason why I'm saying this is because sometimes where you start and where you end may be the same thing, but the way that you get there and the direction that you take may be influenced by what is happening in your life in the moment, your desires, what you really want. So I love the flexibility with my money map to, yes, have an automated system that does what I really want it to do, but it also a connection to my money where I really check on it at least four times a year and say, hey, is this really what I want? Do I really like that a majority of my money is going to go towards my travel fund? Or do I want to actually step back and say, you know what? I've always wanted to have a luxurious, abundant garden, and I would really love to invest in somebody to come out and help me make my garden the most beautiful space that I could possibly imagine. That's a recent shift that I have decided to make in my money plan. Hey, I'm going to take a little bit away from travel. I'm going to put more into a gardening budget. And it wouldn't have happened and I wouldn't have really connected with that had I not had my quarterly money date with Craig. And so these quarterly money dates are really an a connection to my money. It's a connection to my partner, Craig, and it is also a connection to my life and my vision for what I really want. Y'all, I am hosting a live money date that I want you to come to. It's only $39. It's on a Saturday morning. Book your sitter, block off this time, and come do a live money date with me. You are going to leave this money date feeling differently about your money because the way that I teach you to think about your money and work on your money is very different than the, oh, I don't want to have to do this or my money sucks or it's a chore and I don't like to do all of this stuff. I'm going to teach you how to relate to your money differently so you're actually inspired and connected and motivated by your money because if you listen to me talk about money for any amount of time, you know that this girl loves money and I love money because it affords me choices and freedom and flexibility and so much less stress than what I had previously when I didn't have this relationship with my money. So join me for this live money date. It's April 15th, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. You're going to come. I have everything prepared for you. I have the four-step process laid out. I have a really cute workbook. It's cute, but it's also very effective and going to help you organize all of your financial goals and what it is that you want to do with your money. I have prompts for you and your partner, if you come with a partner, to talk through your money and really get on the same page. You're going to find this one of the most profitable money dates that you've ever been on. What? Most dates, you go out to dinner, you spend 100 bucks, maybe you go to a movie. This money date, $39, and it's going to make you a lot of money later. So, hey, you cannot beat that offer. You can sign up for the money date, on my website. You can sign up on my Instagram or I'm going to put a link to the money date in the show notes so you can come and actually experience what it's like to work on your money with me because I promise you put a lot of love, care, and energy into my money and I'm going to teach you how to do the same thing. All right, y'all. What a fun episode. I loved recording this. I hope you got a lot out of it. If you did, please leave me a review. Let me know. I just recently heard that in order for my podcast to get more listens, I got to get more likes and reviews. And so I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to ask y'all if you love the episode, if you like the value that I offer you, 
then let me know in the reviews. One, it makes me feel like a superstar. Hey, y'all, I have one review so far, so. But I'm hoping to get more. And whenever I get them, I just feel so much appreciation. So just know that is on the other side of every review you write. All right, y'all, have a great week. I'll see you in the next episode. Much love. Have you ever built a budget, but within weeks felt exhausted by the spreadsheets, the upkeep, or the restrictive spending categories? If so, you are not alone. Budgeting has never worked for me, so I created a new way, money mapping. Money mapping has all of the things you need to be successful in your wealth building journey. It's simple, organized, and automated, but most importantly, it offers a completely new way to relate to money and manage it in your life. If you're ready to kick off your no budget strategy for building wealth, sign up for my free money map training at www.holistic-money.com forward slash money map. Here's to building wealth with ease.